Welcome to another episode of Healing in Harmony with Cora Flora. And today I'm blessed to have an amazing guest who's been an inspiration to me for a long time, Marley List, who is at the forefront of the restorative justice movement and has also blossomed into this amazing sacred sexuality queen and luminary. And I'm just so honored to align with you. I'd love to hear about your healing journey and share the transmission of what is really possible when we heal together instead of casting people into the shadows or denying them or putting them into a system that doesn't help them. But I would love to hear from you, like how do you feel your journey of really entering a form of justice that was restorative and healing and empowering? How do you feel that supported your healing journey? Mm, yeah, thank you so much for having me on and for that gorgeous intro. Um, honestly, so many ways, like a million ways, I feel the restorative process supported my healing. And I'd also say the restorative process was a result of my healing as well. Like I, you know, was, was inspired and empowered and driven to do a lot of inner healing work because I knew I was doing that restorative process. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, what restorative justice is, like this is a form of justice that focuses on repair instead of punishment. So for me, I did a restorative justice process after sexual assault, and it was actually like the first in North America through the legal system that that happened for. So that means that instead of proceeding to criminal trial, my assailant went to therapy for months and months, and then we met in an eight-hour circle, essentially a healing circle. and how did that empower my healing like whew, so many ways i think that humanizing this person was really powerful for everyone involved um for me like i felt way more safe in my body and on this earth just by realizing that this wasn't like a big scary entity monster in the bush which is what we're always told about men who rape, um, but it was just a guy. And for me to see that it was just a guy was actually really healing. And to learn about his story and what got him there brought a lot of clarity and context to me, not to excuse the behavior, but to find compassion within all of the hurt that had happened. Wow. Wow. That's so amazing, especially considering that like from a spiritual perspective, we are one. And so like casting a person who has wounding that may have been influenced and, you know, been influenced by it and then uh, wounded others, it's nice to, to bring them healing because I feel like it's needed so much. Yeah, there's something I'd, I'd love to share in response to that, which is like something we hear a lot is, is rape is a culture right? So rape doesn't happen in isolation. And also perpetrators aren't made in isolation. Like you're saying, we're all so connected. So that applies to like, how connected we are in terms of love and, and like joyfulness and everything. And it also means that all this trauma that's existing in our world, maybe it was passed down through generations, maybe it's coming from the media, from conditioning, from all the emotional suppression that beings of all genders are taught and definitely men are taught it's just like realizing that a perpetrator is not just a bad seed like a random bad seed but realizing that because we're all connected and because there is like collective trauma here that behavior is a result of that as well Wow. Yeah, I admit, like, even this conversation, like, I'm noticing myself get a little dissociated and a little bit mm -hmm. triggered. And, and, and so I'm just like tracking it and trying to stay present. And, um, and because this is just so amazing. And the issues are so challenging, and they run so deep. And even when it comes to dissociation, which is a, it can be a trauma response. Um, and even, you know, on the spectrum of DID, dissociative identity disorder, I, I kind of feel like on some level, when we 
fragment a part of ourselves. Like if we say that, oh, this part of me that that sexually abused or whatever, or was sexually abused is wrong, is bad, is not allowed. That creates this like fragmentation and this distance. And um, yeah, I mean, what you're sharing is just like even that healing circle of like being together for eight hours. It's like, that is so beautiful and reparative and restorative. And, and it kind of brings light to the fact that we're all here to love and bless each other even if it's through challenges sometimes on these soul journeys and it reminds me of like healing work that I did with a friend years ago where basically we would take different parts of ourselves and bring them to that table of healing and, and ask them what do you want from a place of love what do you want from a place of fear and then finding that that balance around that round table where we're all infinite equals and who it is really really hard to to dive into this stuff um but it's so necessary. And uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would love to hear from you, like from the, um, from more of like the sacred sexual embodiment coaching stuff. What do you advise for people who are feeling really fragmented and dissociate around this kind of thing? Well, a huge thing with that is focusing on yourself. I think a lot of the times when people hear my story, for example, they're like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> that sounds super extreme and hard and, and triggering. Um, and I want to acknowledge that that path isn't for everyone. But for me, that path was a result of, of my own healing and of tracking like all of the things that felt lost to me through trauma, you know, like empowered sexuality, loving my body, feeling safe around men like these are things that I felt I lost through that trauma and so my healing journey looked like me walking this path of reclamation and like I'm picturing like Hensel and Gretel gathering the breadcrumbs right like picking up each thing that was lost and really taking time to like reclaim that and there's so many tools for that and that of course is like the work I'm doing now is how can we come as far out of dissociation and into empowered embodiment as possible. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I love it. I've been reading a book called um, How to Fuck Like a Goddess by Alexandra Roxo. So yeah. good. And it, it uh, just mirrors yeah. like a lot of stuff I've been learning on, on my healing journey as well. And, uh, but yeah, she, she talked a lot about really deepening that intimacy and communion with our bodies, with our emotions. And she suggested sobriety for the most part. I mean, aside mm. from whatever medicines really help accelerate the healing journey, which I also am a huge believer in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like I'm just going to share some of my personal stuff just to kind of anchor myself. Cause I, I kind of mm -hmm. said at the beginning, like, I'm not going to share, I just want to be about you, but I think it will help me to get grounded is that um, for me, a big piece of my journey has been a lot of denial. Like, and so I've had this war with my body and this war with my emotions where it's like, Oh, well, why do I feel so creeped out around that uncle? And why do I feel so angry at this other family member? And why do I feel like all these things that, um, yeah, I've just had to really like track over the years. And it's been a lot of therapy and a lot of trying to understand it. But the truth is that there are, like you said, there are systems of power that kind of perpetrate these patterns. And whether it's for the victim consciousness energy or the perpetrator consciousness energy. And those systems right now, I feel, are having the opportunity to be illuminated and healed on the collective level. But I will say that, like, it seems like they don't want to go down without a fight, <laughs> at least from mm -hmm. my perspective. Like, sometimes it's just like, okay, just got to, like, love people and let them do their own thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious for you, like, in the restorative justice process, did you find that there were times when you were resisting it or when the perpetrator was, or I don't know what the right word would be, but um, what word would you use for this guy? Honestly, if I could, I would use his name because it's more humanizing, but there's like an NDA, so I can't. Um, so I, yeah, you can say like perpetrator, or like I think assailant is my preferred word, yeah. Hmm. And I would say like, yeah, I wanted to know like, have you, were there moments of deep resistance in that? Like moments where he wanted to give up or you wanted to give up and what helped you keep going? Ooh, yeah, I think that's another thing that I love. And I just want to say thank you also for sharing your experience and that reality of like so many of us carrying shame or trauma, no matter what our story is. Um, and knowing that it's not just ours as well. Like you said, we're all connected. So that collective 
shame or trauma like that that is so real and so valid and so worthy of healing um and I love Alexandra Roxa's book too so good um definitely I think again a lot of people picture the circle to be some like kumbaya sing-along thing and people get really upset and you hear this narrative of it's way too soft on crime and this sort of thing and the reality is that this was the most whole thing in the world. Like anyone who's been to ceremony or has connected with healing really deeply knows this experience of death and rebirth. And that is really what the circle was like for me. And I think everyone there, um, it was eight hours long and it was friggin' intense, like so friggin' intense, right? Like on a very, visceral level my body was like shaking he was a stranger to me as well so I only saw him during the assault in court the first before we rerouted to restorative and then in uh, the circle so yeah as much as my it's like this coexisting thing where my part of my conscious is like wow I'm so grateful to have manifested this thing that was a vision for me for so 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 long like a dream that I thought was delusional that had been birthed, like had come to reality. So there was this amazing gratitude and empowerment and awe. And there was also like real fear and trauma. And what if I'm totally wrong and I don't get the closure I need from this? What if I make it worse? Like those fears, you know? Or what if he is totally um, blocked and checked out the whole time? Um, and there were definitely waves like, there was um there was a moment where i just wasn't sure that he was going to take like full accountability and he did in the end but it it was because he was telling his story chronologically and he was essentially sharing that um at first he basically like repressed sorry i'm just hearing myself repeat oh okay possible to like maybe Oh, no, that's good. Okay, now it's good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he was basically sharing that at the, towards, like, closer to the assault, he basically, like, repressed that he had done that, and he was sharing that, and then sharing how he realized and took full ownership and, like, really emotionally faced the fact that he did. But there was a moment where I was, like, he repressed it like I just wasn't clear that he got past that moment and I remember describing it as like I felt like I turned to stone and then like cracked and died like it was like so huge in my body I was like shaking and then it was like right after that that he said like I did get there I did remember everything and I you know like he really did look me in the eyes and say I sexually assaulted you and I'm so sorry like there's nothing I can do to take it back but I hope that being here today can help and I know that maybe to some people those sound like just words but that was like some ancient spell being broken like my body it felt like this knot untied and I just started bawling like relief and honestly I was like that knot could have become cancer that not could have you know it's like a such a deep healing in that way full body goosebumps full body holy you are so brave and holy you're such a warrior to go into that experience wow you know and you're right like when when I love too that you said that it was he repressed it because I feel like that really highlights that like that dissociation factor and the PTSD layers that even someone who does something like this can have PTSD around it um, and deserves healing and love but yeah that that healthy shame that accountability that reckoning is so necessary in healing and it sounds and feels like it was so liberating for you it was it absolutely was and thank you for that warrior reflection i feel like it was so healing on so many levels like i received accountability and then that's when the circle actually shifted into joy and it was like holy crap we have dealt with like some of the 
deepest, deepest, most dense, dark wounds that exist on the earth, like rape between from men to women, like that is a friggin', you know, deep ancient wound. And then we were sitting there together in circle and being like, we actually cleared something. We actually healed something today. Um, both of us were like in distress. Like I was suicidal at one point and I just can see that parallel reality versus what actually happened of us like having that whole journey but then ending up there really resolving it and um that's empowering like i really feel this thing that was once my source of such helplessness and disempowerment and shame now when i look at this trauma i see the epicness of the transformation and i i do feel like a warrior so i just like this is why i friggin love the work i do because I, I work with any woman, but I especially, I work with a lot of trauma survivors and I'm just like, I see us creating this new narrative of like, this is possible. You can walk out of a, a room and feel like a fucking queen instead of feeling like a broken, like victim, you know? So it's, yeah, I feel like it was immensely magical. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm just in awe, you know, and, and I feel too that, because I think of so many women who are, or, or survivors even, I, it doesn't even have to be just women, but survivors of this kind of trauma, like very often it's like spending, I'll just speak for myself, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life being like a prison, being a prisoner to these feelings. And like, it's like the trauma has lived in my being and then to have it denied from the outside and whatever, I mean, even what you shared around your, the perpetrator, having repressed it like that to me deepens my compassion and that's my intuition around certain situations um but yeah i feel like to imagine someone saying yes i did this your feelings make sense i'm sorry is it's like liberating from this prison of of trauma and uh wow that's just amazing and uh, it does make me think that like, you know, how, how can we inspire more men or, or more people who've been the wounding ones to step up? Like, and maybe it is through restorative justice, but I'm curious, do you have any inspiration about how to inspire that greatness in them to rise? <laughs> I feel excited about this question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I think that, I think that the magic of a restorative process is that it's equal parts for everyone in that circle. And just as much as healing, as just as much healing I received from the circle, my assailant received that much healing as well. And I know that you're someone who's, who um, connects on an emotional spirit embodied level. So I'll speak from that level because I imagine your listeners do as well. Um, I think any of us, have been the wounding ones at different times, right? Like all of us, even if it's just like when you were an angsty teenager and maybe if you're an angsty teenager and you like yelled at your mom or an authority or something or whatever, or you like didn't call a friend back or you ghosted someone that you were intimate with, whatever it was, like we've all, even if you like stepped on someone's hand by accident, right? We've all hurt someone else um, before. And I know the experience of guilt and shame in my body and it friggin sucks. And what I really see this as maybe not so much with the um, stepping on your friend's hand one, but ones where you're betraying your spirit. Because like, I really do believe that all of us at our very core, our spirit is beautiful and innocent and loving. And when we betray that by treating others violently or you know, violating someone else, that's such a betrayal to our own spirit. And it's like, like you said, like we're traumatized because we're like, what the heck? Like I've lost myself. And that experience is, is awful as well. So it's so deeply healing to like, it's like the key to coming back to yourself to be like, you know what? I'm taking full ownership. Like I fucked up that's not who I am. I'm, I'm writing my wrongs. Like I'm showing up, I'm here. And I want to be part of this accountability restoration process, right? Like that's a doorway to come back to yourself. So I know there's so many people who are living in 
guilt and shame and that makes them either isolate or keep acting out, keep being violent or shut down, right? So it's like, this is the, the thing that I do believe we're all worthy of. Like, I don't believe anyone's worthy of being thrown out and discarded after and for, for us to like give up on each other so quickly. I think that showing up for this process takes a lot of strength from everyone to be like, no, we're not going to throw each other away. We're not going to give up on ourselves. We're going to prioritize our healing and we're going to freaking show up and do it. That to me is like badass warrior energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel too that like us even having conversations like this, getting our perspectives into the world is important to help the collective inside of ourselves and in all life to know that it's safe. This is a time of healing and it's possible. And I know for me, like in my heart and soul, it's like I have this dream of like healing as we do in heaven here on earth more and more. Cause I, and I, when I think of restorative just, justice, I'm like, oh yes, that feels more like how the souls kind of heal together on the other side, at least my feeling about it. And so you courageously creating it and like, doing this path so well and so successfully and gloriously is such a huge inspiration to me so thank you and i feel so many it's such an amazing yeah blessing and i feel too like another layer is um like one day too i also dream of like situations like this especially when there's like like family systems or communities that want to heal together around these issues like to enter like a ceremony like whether it's sober or not but like to create healing ceremonies where we can dive deep and get really real about everything and um yeah i'm curious like do you ever see um entheogens or plant medicines playing a part in restorative justice or do you feel like it's better when it's sober like at least in the legal system it is but mm. i think it's so person dependent um hmm. yeah i almost want to just be like it's i i really believe in like the reality or whatever that all of us have different callings and unique paths and we should honor those and I imagine that someone might be listening who's like plant medicine is essential for me in that process whereas for me because of the tendency to dissociate especially when any kind of like mind altering consciousness altering thing is involved I, I really wanted to stay in my body um in the way that feels good for me you know what I mean so for me it was like being sober really served in my embodiment but for someone else it might be the exact opposite so I would say like probably probably yes <laughs> for <laughs> certain people <laughs> amazing well thanks for yeah answering that kind of awkwardly phased question I'm so nervous on this interview I'm so excited <laughs> And it's also like so kind of triggering too. So it's like, I want to, and I want to really like share perspectives that are deep and authentic, but also really illuminating and inspiring and bringing forth your wisdom. And, um, but I would love to hear from you. Maybe this is a good point to circle into. Um, what is your greatest inspiration right now? Like, what are you most excited about sharing with your work and your love and your healing work with the world? Mm, I feel absolutely obsessed and in love with the sacred sexuality work and I'm so blessed to have birthed this program it's like called the sacred central wholeness academy um the next round is opening January 10th so it might be super timely with this interview um but right now one of the rounds is concluding and I've been working with 17 women for almost three months now and our last circle happened Wednesday and I just it was like one of those circles where almost everyone was having a breakthrough moment. And I just re I rewatched the whole recording afterwards. And I just sat and bawled my eyes out because I was like, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. Like women rising in love with ourselves and like feeling amazing in our bodies and creating the realities that feel so juicy for us, regardless of what's been taught or regardless of what feels good for our friend like these really tangible things and then I sorry I'm on a tangent with this I love it like, please share seeing, seeing the ripples of sensual empowerment come into different areas of our life like I've seen people heal their relationship to food and like eating disorders I've seen people 
come out of the closet and like claim a different sexual orientation. I've seen people quit their job and like start pursuing their dream art career. I've seen people um, break up with abusive partners and then attract a lover who treats them like gold. And I just like, it's the level of magic and healing. Like you said, it's like the heaven on earth that we came here to live. So I'm in love with that work like so much that it it fills me every single freaking day and moment. Wow, that is so inspiring. Thank you. And so if people want to check that out, how can they find that? Yeah, people should definitely, I'm thinking of the best way right now. This is coming out in the next few weeks. Definitely like because the program is launching so soon people should book a one-to-one clarity call through my call calendar. So maybe can I send you a link to be connected to this? But if people don't have that link or whatever, just follow me on Instagram at Marley Liss, M-A-R-L-E-E-L-I-S-S. You'll find that call calendar link in a link in my bio. And also I'm a human and I love this work and I love connecting with people and hearing their reflections. So please do not be afraid to DM me, send me a voice note, whatever. Amazing. Wow. Well, you're so inspiring. And I feel like I want to talk about music too, but I'm just going to check the time and see what, uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, five. So I was going to circle and end this interview, but we have a bit more time. If you don't mind, do you want to jam a bit on like, just, I don't know, like the healing power of music for this kind of thing? Because I know for me, I was gonna just say I feel like you are the music queen on this call and I'm more of like a dance queen but those definitely go hand in hand so we could we could go anywhere with that I would love that I would really love that yeah because I feel like something I just want to speak about too is like just music and just even the connection between our voices our bodies and like getting that truth out is just so healing so liberating and then also finding that place where it's harmony where it's like I'm getting my truth out and this person's getting their truth out and then I see where our truths intersect and it makes a beautiful sound that's even more beautiful and meaningful and powerful and and divine and godly like it makes me think even of like the Vesica Pisces or of like different polarities coming together. And I just want to jam on this inspiration wise, cause it's kind of coming to me is I get a feeling that especially what you're doing, like the work of uh, something as polarized as like um, people, like person who was sexually assaulted and a person who is sexually perpetrated. Like those are different opposites and a masculine and feminine, they're opposite realms of like creation and being and to harmonize those aspects so courageously is like so inspiring to me. And yeah. And so I just, just feel like I just want to bring in like a musical metaphor of just honoring that like when we do share our authentic soul song and, and really say to each other too, like your soul matters, your soul matters, your song matters, your song matters. And to really come together and find that harmony. Like, like I know for me, like I'm fascinated with the place where just like the Vesica Pisces, when two circles blend together, suddenly they find this like magical portal of like divine energy and something beyond. Like for me, like when I, especially when I sing with other women or other people who are really sensitive and, and feeling and embodied, like it's just, it be, creates this, this magic of harmony where it's beyond what I could create individually. It's beyond what someone else could individually. And it becomes this even more amazing thing. And, and I'm just, yeah, so inspired by this harmonizing of opposites the polarities and I feel like that's obviously such a like tantric kind of thing as well um but yeah I I don't know what I'm saying really I'm just kind of jamming inspiration um oh, but I would love does it does anything there that that's just flowed through have any significance to you yes absolutely and to be honest I was like I don't know how I can like I don't see how it blends the music and stuff but everything you're saying is so true and like right when you said the word harmony I was like oh yeah and I know that's in this podcast name and it's like it's exactly that and I think that's so beautiful and I think that this um story my story really embodies an example of like anyone can find that harmony like anyone can find it and and co-create it and also like try something different there's something interesting that's coming to me and the fact that harmony like the first part is harm 
and I feel like when my um Thalen and I first came together like the the portal that was created was harm and I remember like amidst all the chaos and trauma and dissociation and everything like part of my experience was like what are you doing like this is not what um our souls are meant to co-create this is not like this is not it like what what are you doing and there's such a like a, re a restoration from harm to harmony in the circle of um of that and just us acknowledging like wow we could have hurt ourselves we could have resented each other forever we could have whatever whatever xyz all these awful outcomes but instead we're here creating peace creating harmony and there was like an honoring there was such an honoring in that of like your like thank you um mutually and it is it is gorgeous and i love what you said about soul song too especially because a lot of the work i do with women is around voice and I don't necessarily work with singing or music, but you're so right that it's an expression of the soul song. It's an expression of our truth and our boundaries and asking for what we want and having the courage to like share our desires like I did to the justice system, right? So um, it's incredible what gets created through sharing that. And even, again, I'm on such a tangent, but even um, with my assailant, I said to him like, your story is important like people need to hear your story and there was this mutual call to share voice because he also said like i understand how powerful this circle is and like you should go and share with the world marley like you should you should grab a mic and talk about this and there was this mutual like share your soul song um after that harmonizing so I love that so much. I think that's so beautiful. Wow. Yes. Yes. Cause I agree with like with you that like deep down, it's like my soul knows, like we're all these divine beings. We're all love deep down. And it's like I can feel that stronger than the human realities sometimes. Like actually facing the human realities is a bit more of a challenge. <laughs> like facing the dark. But um yeah, I, I feel like we all have so much light and maybe as we develop our capacity to face the dark with love, with light, with harmony, with the right support, that we can create a, a greater harmony. And I really feel too that us taking the mic and whether it's like any, any, any side of the circle, but anyone who's like healing this kind of thing, it's so important to take the mic and share our story because then we're changing the culture. We're changing the consciousness and saying this shit is ending now like this is a new world and it's definitely the world that i wish for myself for future generations of heaven on earth where we're safe to love and we're safe to be in our bodies and we're safe to connect and live beautiful lives and yeah it's such a big important piece that needs to shift and and right now yeah i feel like there's a lot of people still lost in the darkness just thinking like and it could even be subconscious unconscious programs around like like for example, like someone thinking, well, if I speak up, they're never gonna believe me. Or if they if I speak up, they're gonna put me in prison and it's gonna be terrible. Or if I speak up, people won't love me. And the thing is that, yeah, sometimes there are challenging consequences for sharing something that's on the leading edge that will create change. But those ripples are still rippling. Even if it's a little bit hard, it's gonna create a positive impact in the long run. And you're an example of someone who I feel experienced such victory and i can relate to that too in some ways especially like when i think of like music like for me a big journey of my healing as has been to pour my feelings and my soul into music because you know they say that sexual abuse is soul murder because it disconnects us from our souls so for me to sing the feelings and, and even in sounding work just to like get the feelings out and just like blah, whatever and like just let it be authentic i find that it creates space so quickly for the energy to move and for my soul to come back in and then for healing songs to come through which have been such an amazing blessing and i'm so thankful because i feel like every time that we're taking that mic and sharing the transmission of our heart and our truth and our love and our healing journeys it then becomes a gift that other people can receive through listening through feeling through experiencing but it's just like it's such an amazing opportunity and i love too that now we have the internet so we can throw it through the webs and just let it 
go out infinitely and uh yeah but i would love to hear from you like when it comes to dance like what is your passion what do you feel is the the leading edge of healing when it comes to your work and your inspiration with dance Mm, there's something that I feel inspired to share that can tie into song or dance or anything and it's like this thing that I see holds a lot of people back from sharing their soul expression in whatever form it is and I worked through this actually with a client um this past week where she was saying there's no point of me sharing my voice because people have heard that story like millions of times. Like it's the same as everyone else's story. And I remember just saying to her, like, if we're listening with our solely with our mind and our ears, then yeah, it's true. We can be like, oh, I've heard that already. Like I've heard that kind of thing before. But if we're listening with our hearts and our spirits, like we're actually tuning in and listening, and this can be with story, with voice, with watching dance, then we've never ever heard it before. Because every single time, like the the energy, the emotion, what's coming through, it's different. Like this, the soul's expression is different. So just acknowledging that, like that story from her in that moment, in that emotion, it's never been told before on the planet, and it never will be again. Exactly like that. And the same is true for any song. Like you can feel that in your songs, like what's coming through you is completely unique to that moment. It will never be recreated. Even if you like perform it live, it's going to be different in that moment. And same with dance. To me, it's like, I've always, I've been dancing since I was three. I've always connected with dance as like, my soul is friggin' pouring through. Like it's pouring out of my body. And it's like, I couldn't sit still if I tried, right? Like it's just pouring through. And, um, this has been my most powerful tool for processing emotions, for, for processing grief, for allowing myself to feel sad. Um, when I was young, I was totally disconnected from sadness. Like I didn't even allow myself to cry. I could only cry through dance. I would like make my, bring myself tears through dance. Um, and, and my goal was always to move the audience or whoever was watching to tears or to laughter or to a smile, like to move people through my authentic soul expression. So I know that that can be true for song, for dance, for art, for writing, like for any form of expression. So uh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> this conversation. It gets me so passionate. I love it. I love how you said just like your soul pouring through and you can't like, that's how I feel with music. And for me, I have a bit more blocks around dance, but like I'm inspired and I receive that transmission and love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's like remembering. And again, this, this is part, and I use dance with my clients as well, because um, in the process of unlearning performative living, it can be so powerful and same with, with song to do it for yourself. And especially with dance, because it's, it's more visual in a way, like we're so taught when we think of sensuality, sexuality, being desirable, we're so taught that that is based on appearance and how we look and oppressing, uh, impressing others and maybe being something we're not. And for me, dance is an opportunity to unlearn that performance and to realize that like when we're in our authentic soul expression magic that's when we're magnetic like that's when people witness us and are like whoa what like what was that like so powerful like that's when they really receive it versus the superficial thing of like okay this person matches these societal measures of beauty like check 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 looks good to me like this is such deep um it's a transmission like you're saying it's totally a transmission and it's received when it's when it's that real ah what you're saying is exactly how i feel about music because like i feel too like like there, it's one thing to just learn a cover song and sing it or even to write a song and then be on stage and be like i am just singing and i'm moving the things because i'm nervous and to be fair the fear is real <laughs> okay i get it 
but like for me like one of the ways that I like drop in and allow something greater like to get into that space of like spirit flow and like that divine energy and channeling even it's like for me it requires like often if I'm on stage and people are all looking at me like I'd often just have to like just close my eyes and be like I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. And then once I feel like I've found that space of like real soul connection and like desire and, and fulfillment and flow, then I might challenge myself to open up and like reconnect with the other energies. And then like, like once that's really strong. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I'm sharing that, but I, I no, love it. I love it. I love it. It's like the, the sovereignty and service of connection wisdom and it's like again it, it just all everything's connected of course so it all ties back but I feel like also um in the sensuality work like we focus a lot on relationships and the ways we relate and the way that we're so taught same with performance to like we're taught to abandon our own center in order to connect with someone but we know that the more true thing is to like lean back in our sovereignty be fully in our body fully connected to our spirit and that's when the magic comes through and that makes us so much more ripe for connection so I love that that wisdom that you shared of like dropping into your own body your own field and then opening your eyes and connecting from that space it's like that's kind of everything wow you're this is such a transmission because I can so <laughs> relate to that and especially like as someone who has experienced trauma like there's not only like um fears around like like, cause for me, there's like a bit of desperation I feel with love and in connection. Cause like there's fears of like, oh no, what if I get triggered and then this person runs away or, or, oh no, like I, I really want to love them. I really want to be loved by them. I've had so much wounding in my society and my culture and community that I'm like, I really want this love. I want it to work, you know? And I enter almost a space of like, who do I got to be? What do I got to do? Am I perfect yet? So I totally resonate with what you're saying. Cause that gives me a bit of healing and uh but it, it even just imagining deconstructing that pattern in myself it's like it's if it, i feel like that trust exercise of, like, the trust exercise of like whoa if i really let go is someone gonna catch me like if i really do stop trying so hard like and is it gonna is is there gonna be love there is it gonna is the courage gonna be worth it um but i guess that's really the the surrender aspect of just recognizing that we don't know and even with music you know there's times when like there's times when everything I do flows really well and the prayers happen and the music is magical. And there's other times where it's like, well, music gave me some humble pie this time. <laughs> Delish. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, especially when working with spirit, like, cause it's not just reenacting some like la 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 performance. It's like something genuine and real and authentic. And if that means I'm crying on stage and it's embarrassing and I feel unprofessional, so be it. So be it. It's still a transmission of authenticity and love. Um, but yeah, to trust that we'll be loved and met in that surrender is, uh, is, is a challenge, but I feel like it's so worth it. And I really do believe in love and I believe in heaven on earth. And I feel that all the reasons, especially for trauma survivors, why we think that we're not lovable are actually the reasons why we deserve love so, 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 so much and are so lovable. Like I know for me, like when a friend reaches out to me in need and they're hurting, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to love you. I'm so excited. It just, it invites the love in me um to come out more so um yeah just want to share that with anyone who's ready to hear that yeah and and i want to honor that so much and just like really embody that that like mutual truth there because i'm just thinking like if i and feeling that if i was at a concert a performance and the the musician the singer was so like tuned into what they were doing and so deeply connected to their emotions in that moment that they started crying as they were singing I would be like uh, this I love this human I love this singer like wow they're feeling so much like they're serving me authenticity and vulnerable expression and that takes courage and so just for anyone who doesn't believe that like who's like oh no like if I you know, my tears will be too much. It'll freak people out and whatever. Or anyone who doesn't believe that, like, I'm just like, no, here's a perfect example. Like, Corey just shared that she can, like, bawl her eyes out on stage in a moment. And then I shared that that's beautiful. Like, that's very magnetic to me. So just allowing ourselves to digest that as a truth more and more and be like, my vulnerability is so courageous and so needed and so powerful. 
Thank you. Because it absolutely is. Because I feel like when we're sharing that deep resonance through our dance, through our music, through our stories, that's what creates that heart shift and that energetic shift and that resonance that will create the deeper because like even when I think of like sharing about this kind of thing like if people are thinking in their heads and they're in their heads about it and dissociating like it's not going to create the space for that like deep healing resonance whereas something I love about music art and those creative expressions it is it just goes right to our hearts right to our body right in the energy field and then it creates that that shift from from head to heart like so quickly and so powerfully and yeah it's as if I feel like as a being who is female and connected to the feminine, it's like, that's really our superpower is our creative expression. That feels very gorgeously whole to me because honestly, like the thing that's guided me through most of my life and through like the restorative process and everything. And for me to even advocate for the restorative process, like this was all about realness. I was like, I don't want to sit in a courtroom and see someone read a script that they were given by their lawyer. Like, that's a bunch of medieval, like, bullshit. Like, that's, it's just none of it's real. And always what my soul wants is realness. I'm like, just be real. Like, just, can we just cry together? Like, can we cry and grieve together? And so I love how full circle that is because I see how important and powerful that realness is and how amazing it is that all of us or so so many of us I imagine a lot of people listening to this podcast are people who are actively healing and unlearning beliefs like um, vulnerability is weakness and I think that is what a huge part of what is catalyzing so much healing on this planet is us really committing to being like my humanness is precious. My emotions are precious. If if sadness is what's coming through me right now, then that's divine. And if it's anger, then that's divine. If it's joy, then that's divine. So hell yes to everyone who's who's doing that work and thank you to, to all of you. Yeah. And I just want to thank too, like all the tools we have, all the arts, all the art forms. Cause I know for me, like being able to trust my emotions and like, not just like, you know, cause I feel like there's sometimes fear around, well, if I get lost in the sadness, am I going to cry forever? Or like, if I get into the rage, like, am I going to like become like some weird, you know, destructive being that just like sets fire to everything. And, and that's where for me, like, like creative arts have been really helpful because it's like a safe place to express it and give the energy that like love and the space in a safe way. And then very often it naturally alchemizes it. Like next thing you know, it's like, oh wow, I found this wisdom. Oh, I found my power. Oh, I found this huge, beautiful release that now I can share with anyone who hears this song or whatever. And it's just like such, yeah, there's so many gifts that we can share. Ah, I feel that. I feel that so much. <laughs> like I could I feel like we could just keep going back and forth for like days and days and just get more and more and more hyped and passionate and I love I it. I love it. Well I'm like now I want to see your dancing at some point. Like I hope you put up videos or like share the transmissions because I'm like that sounds amazing. Cause yeah, what you shared about dancing, I find it really triggering for sometimes the sexualization of it and just like how people are programmed to dance a certain way and it's disconnected. And for you being who you are and what you've healed through, I imagine witnessing your dance would be like a sacred and holy experience of, you know, experiencing the divine flowing through this radiant being and, and with all the humanness and all like the heart and soul and essence, like that would just be amazing. So I hope to see that. Uh, thank you, love. And, and honestly, um, I love that so much. And I feel like that when I'm really, really, really aligned and in my like heart's truth and my soul's truth, like, and probably same for you and anyone, like that magic of the divine just radiating through us can come in any form. And I do, I want to say again, like for anyone who's feeling inspired by this, definitely book your one-to-one call because it's a totally free call. And we dive deep into these things. Like Cora just shared, like, if you have blocks around dance or if you're ashamed of your body or you want to hide or you feel like you're an epic singer but you're like you know too shut down vocally because of trauma or whatever it is um there are so many resources here to support and hold you and help you in transmuting that so just like 
know how worthy you are of claiming those free spaces. Like those literally free spaces where you're just going to be held in that container. And um, I don't know exactly. Oh, and I want I was thinking of that too, because like, like I shared, we do dive into using dance and all of it comes back to embodiment my whole program is about coming into the body and like allowing that divine magic to flow through while we're totally in the body and realizing oh this is the final little nugget I'll share it's like I know there's so many people who are scared to come back to our bodies because of the trauma we face and we're like oh my gosh there's going to be so much pain there and so much hurt and while that can be true there can be pain there there is just as much and I believe way more pleasure there so it's like if you have the courage and the support that you so deserve to come into your body and like face what's hard and grieve for yourself which is really just self-compassion you will find on the on the other side of that or even alongside that you'll find so much pleasure like so much peace so much love there so just really reminding people of that too like there's so much beauty in your body right now. You're amazing. And it's interesting because right now I'm even feeling a sensation of like, I want to cry. Like, I think I'm going to get off this call after and have a nice bath and maybe have some tears and let my body release. Um, but wow, thank you so much. This is so inspiring. And I'm so glad we got to record this and share it with the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> you wishing you an amazing flow with this new program and an awesome 2021 no matter what happens it's amazing to witness you just still doing your work and showing up and yeah i'm really honored to be here and i'm super excited for anyone who might connect with your work and as well if anyone wants to heal with me i also have healing offerings music etc so um yeah thank you so much and is there any other nugget you want to share or is that any other no, I just want to say thank you so much. Again, my, in case people forgot, just like find me on Instagram, Marley List. Um, we can connect there. You can find my call calendar there. And yeah, I love, I love you. You're freaking amazing, Cora, and everyone who's listening. So much love for you. Um, and also, thank you for taking care of yourself and embodying that, like acknowledging that, that this is an intense an intense subject and I get used to it because it's my life like I lived it so I'm just like oh yeah then we did <laughs> but um acknowledging that it's intense so definitely like for anyone listening take care of yourself in whatever way feels good for you like Cora is doing yeah super important oh, goddess thank you queen I appreciate this so much